Hey everybody, welcome to Continue Watching. My name is Anton. And I'm Tyler. Today we are talking about The Boys Season 1. This is going to be a two-part series. Uh, this is a show that was just released on Amazon Prime. So this is an Amazon original. You have to have Amazon Prime to be able to see this. And I recommend this show so very much. This is about... A group of vigilantes, essentially, and they're tasked to punish superheroes who abuse their powers. This, that's pretty much the short of it. And it's just about the how the superheroes act as if they're gods and just do literally whatever they want. And these people are trying to essentially punish them for the crap that they're pulling. And... A lot of stuff is going on. My first impression watching the show was literally just holy shit. <laughs> However, Tyler, what yeah. was how, what was your first impression? <laughs> well, I gotta be honest. I wasn't expecting much, um, just because uh, I, I've never seen an Amazon original before, um, and I personally don't really like um, originals made by any other company other than Netflix. I think Netflix does really good originals. Hulu, I've never liked a one that I've seen. And so I was expecting this to be mostly hype um, and kind of a lame story, but wow. <laughs> it is so much better than I thought it was going to be. I know, cause especially going in with what we have expected and um, known about superheroes just within like the past 10 years of marvel comics dc uh marvel comics movies dc movies uh superhero tv shows and all of that that the bar has always just been rising and rising where you get uh, a show like this that has superheroes that completely just takes a left turn in a good way yeah like, that you just don't expect. You, it, going into this movie, or this movie TV show, you kind of get a gist of it by looking at the trailer that, okay, th this is going to be a bit different because superheroes are meant to be the, su the good guys. You don't really yeah. think about the collateral damage, which this mm -hmm. really goes into, and how much that it can get in a situation... Um, in a world where superheroes exist. Yeah, and I think they really touch on that in the first episode. <laughs> oh, first episode, like, within, like, the first ten minutes. Yeah. It's just absolutely crazy. <laughs> Which, um, if you have yet to see it yet, a person explodes. <laughs> it's true, yeah. <laughs> by getting hit by another body of uh, another person, which was another superhero. And <laughs> the way she died, one thing I noticed is that no one died a non-exploding way until, like, episode three. Because the person... So the girlfriend dies in the first in first episode, and she gets hit by A-Train, who is essentially the Flash. Yeah. And I wrote, I've wrote down a few of the heroes of who they would be, like a DC equivalent of who they would be, which is super uh, interesting. We'll get into that uh, a little bit later. But, and then it's like episode two or three, they end up killing Translucent by 
explosives. And so he's into just a pile of goop as well. And only until, like, episode episode four does someone die with at least their body still intact. <laughs> yeah. One thing, though, leading into the episode one, there was a lot of questions that I had. So would you say that all these superheroes are mutant in nature that they're born with these abilities and they're not obtained i think all of them are born with these abilities yeah i don't think we've seen any indication that they aren't and that they're mutants or like given these abilities through some other means yeah so episode one essentially what it covers is uh this person is uh, whose name is, <laughs> I'll get this for you in a second, um, Huey, is dating this girl, and she ends up getting killed by a superhero called A-Train. And later, he ends up meeting Carl Ur- Urban, as character Billy Butcher, who uh, I'm a super fan of uh, Carl Urban. He's in a lot of good stuff, such as uh, Star Trek and a couple other um, good ones. No, right now, Star Trek is the one that's coming to mind. And he, Billy, plays on Huey's emotions that he wants to get back at the superheroes because essentially the superhero just says, Yeah, sorry, she was out in the middle of the road. Collateral damage, sorry, that's it. Yeah. Nothing, nothing happened. She stepped, she stepped right into the road. I was, I was chasing or trying to stop a burglary or. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's another character that goes by the name of Starfire, and she is a superhero and has been a superhero for a while in her hometown, ends up getting uh, accepted to replace a role in the Elite Squad, essentially, is what it was. Uh, it's the... What is the name of the group? Do you remember? Thought? What's the name of the company that pretty much like... Oh, like The Seven? Oh, yeah, The Seven. They call them The Seven. And so I guess there's always seven people. And so she got accepted to join The Seven to fill an empty seat. And so she's kind of getting a big reality check of how political this superhero game is. Where she, her ideals are just save people like that's literally what you do and you're you're supposed to be selfless and just be the best person and example that you can be and it's not that way so there's a lot of lot of gears going on in the show and it's it's really interesting because i want to see how well how this all this turns out and it's just amazing yeah and just slight correction yeah, it's uh, it's Starlight. What did I say? did I say? Starfire. Yeah. Shit, that's a DC <laughs> superhero. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's Teen Titan fanboy. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, Star Starlight is her name. Um, how far back would you say these superheroes go? Like, when did it start? Like the the team, or not necessarily team. The being 
uh, born or uh, people having powers because it seems oh, like okay. it's um if you consider like the way that marvel interprets like mutants if this is what it's kind of going for is that people are born with superpowers where um uh, x-men is more along the lines that a lot of people have been born with superpowers and that it's um, well-known and, and so forth. So it's kind of going for that that kind of setup is that it's it's not hidden at all. Like, it's, it's, it's been discovered, proven. There's now laws um, to help these mutants where... Uh, or these... Yeah, these mutants. But in X-Men, they still don't even have laws yet to protect these people. Yeah. So. <clears throat> um, I'd say... I, I, I would feel like it's not relatively new, but not too old. Like, I feel like, I don't know, I just kind of get the vibe that Homelander was, like, one of the first big ones, or well-known ones. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. So, <laughs> which brings me to a good question, and don't answer it as obvi- the obvious question, as, oh, the superheroes are just, they're doing their jobs, and... That's why. Where are the supervillains? <laughs> um, I don't think there are any. Because I think it's more lucrative to be a superhero than a supervillain. Okay. So you think So you think that it's just because um you have a bigger chance of being rich for a longer period of time and then instead of just trying to be a do cash grab and bounce yeah okay all right that that makes would would make more sense and and of course other than the obvious well they just caught all the supervillains and they're in jail yeah i mean and it also could be that you know with the seven maybe there were supervillains but they've all given up because you can tell from the few episodes we watched episodes one through four these guys aren't that nice. Not at all. Oh, God, yeah. not at all. And especially if you're, like, a, a supervillain, I I feel like they would show little little to no mercy. Mm-hmm. Be very aggressive with that. Yeah. So maybe they all were just like, you know what? I, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. How old would you say Starlight is? Uh... Twenty-five, maybe. Yeah, I was thinking about yeah, mid twenties. Yeah, mid to late twenties. One thing though that I'm on the fence about is I honestly don't think that they are one hundred percent mutant kind. Like, I think in the past someone might have done something to cause people to have start having superpowers. Because mm-hmm. it kind of seems like Vought is a little bit more invested in superheroes than um, they lead on. Other than just being like a publishing company, essentially, uh, and holding the rights of their likeliness of the superheroes. Like, I honestly think that there's a little bit more behind that. Which, maybe I'm just thinking a little bit too much into it. Mm, maybe. I don't think that they've created superheroes, though. Which, would, if, if they did, though, I mean, that would explain a whole no supervillain kind of a thing. Like, they... 
It would, yeah. But I think that's way down, way down the rabbit hole for me. Maybe that might be something that we may find out in the uh, part two of our podcast, or uh, watching episodes uh, five through eight. But who knows? Um, <laughs> but essentially, episode one did a fantastic job of setup. Though I mean, they they it was I think the first maybe. 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes were a bit slow, but however, it picked right up like real fast mm-hmm. and, and caught me and I just could not stop watching. Yeah. I definitely think between episode one and episode two, episode two was so good. Mm-hmm. Episode one definitely caught my attention. Yes. And maybe want to keep watching, but I think episode two of the four that we watched, episode two was the one that made me say, okay, I'm really going to like this. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Was it episode two that they ended up killing Translucent, or was it episode three? I don't know. Um, I think it was two, because three was the race. That's right. Three was the race. Okay. Yeah. And it just seems like these are our long-ish episodes so around 45 to an uh, 45 minutes to an hour in long episodes and the amount of in, uh, anticipation that they get you to want for these episodes make them just ap- feel so much longer and i would feel just like within the first four episodes that we've already gone through so many episodes and, and i still can't can't see myself <laughs> completing the season because I just don't want it to stop. Yeah, it's going to be rough when we're done with it. <laughs> there was a small little detail that I saw that <laughs> makes me kind of laugh. Is is Homelander's symbol his smile? I don't know. Let me see. I have the uh, a cheat sheet, if you will. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> there's there's a part where they show the dolls, and he has this weird smile. Uh, the, the smile is reflective along where people oftentimes when they have like a stroke or something, and like their left like one side of their face becomes slightly paralyzed, and so when they smile, one side of their mouth doesn't open up as wide. And so it kind of is like elongated triangle. And so like that's what his... So he kind of smiles like that. And so that kind of seems like that is his symbol. I swear. I don't know. I don't see a symbol. Hmm. You said you saw it on the toy? Yes. So it's you see his smile like that, but then you occasionally see his costume and it has like that same shape. But maybe that's just how his... Maybe that's just another thing that I'm looking too far into. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That's interesting, though. I'm going to have to start paying attention to that. Because yeah. I didn't notice. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I may be just thinking into that one a little bit too much. But it's, <laughs> it's still good. <laughs> Small details matter. <laughs> so here's my question. Because I've never read the comics, okay? I'm is this, hoping is this based on comics? Yeah. Who who's the publisher? I want to say Dark Horse, but I'm 
Okay, I, would, yeah. I could definitely see this being a Dark Horse comics. Anyway, um, Butcher, the, uh... Butcher? Yeah, Billy Butcher. Yeah, Billy Butcher. I don't know if he has powers or not. I, I, it does, I mean, we haven't seen any, right? I honestly don't think he does. I th- so we, we get a lot of information from him in episode two. Um, because when we first meet him, he is supposedly FBI. Supposedly. They end up going to this lounge where all the supers, or what they call it, the soups, hang out mm-hmm. to have sex, do drugs, and all of the matter of debauchery that goes on there. Mm-hmm. And the person, the bouncer, essentially says that he's just a cop. So, essentially, he is lying about who he is. But I still think that he does, of course, have some sort of background. Which later in there, I'm not sure if it was episode 3 or episode 4, that we end up meeting someone that works, I guess, for the CIA? Yeah, like the deputy director. Yes, yes. And she was saying... Something along like that he ended up trying to go for uh, after one of the supers. Mm-hmm. And my guess is that his wife slash girlfriend ended up dying because of a super. And with him being in a position to try to press charges and build a case towards someone uh, with superpowers, being like CIA, FBI, or something like that, that he tried to do that. But because they were supers, they shut him down, he lost his job, and now he's just resorting to trying to off these superheroes to get revenge for his the death. Of course, yeah. that's not confirmed. That's just sus- uh, suspicion, theory, and of course. Mm-hmm. Well, I do. I definitely do think that his wife... Well... Do we know if it was a wife or we don't? Are we know. just are we just re- reaching for that one? We're assuming his his partner, his life partner. We'll just say that because okay, there is no fair. confirmation of who she really the, was. The special lady in his life. Yes. Um, I I I do agree that I think she was killed by a soup. Um, in episode four, it shows him like with a flashback of a dream. Yes. Or a flashback in a dream, and then he wakes up and he watches that video of mm-hmm. who I it looks like is his uh, special lady. Right. And he pauses it, and I I want to know, like, what happens if you keep playing? Does it show... Is that security footage that my, he has? My, other que- my question about that, is that live footage, or is that previous recorded footage? Well, if you see, it's from, like, April 2012. Oh, I didn't see a time... I probably didn't notice a time date. So, okay. but I I also don't remember what time period this is in. I'm assuming it's at least to, uh, 2019. That's what I feel as well. It's pretty current. Yeah. So, um, let's talk about this uh this ragtag team of uh, soup hunters and their first kind of uh, run in with a member of the seven. That was pretty. That was pretty intense, and I really liked the the build up to it. All right, cool. So we yeah. have yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and, yeah, talk about that. We'll talk about the lead up to it. So at first, it's um, Huey and Butcher 
and they come up with the idea of you know put the tracker on and put the tracker on the t- under the table or the the mic and we'll we'll be able to listen in and um hear more about what they're doing and and nab them right yes and they do that well because he had the he had the little mistake in the bathroom where he dropped it um invisible translucent translucent mm-hmm. he saw him because he's a pervert. <laughs> yeah, he li- he literally just hangs out in a bathroom naked. His superpower allows him to go completely invisible because his skin turns into a carbon fiber or something like that, which then bends light around him, making him invisible. Mm-hmm. And so he literally just hangs around in the bathroom spying on people. Yeah, a little gross, but I mean, I don't work with him, so that's fine. Right, but he sees uh, Huey drop that tracker or the 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 bug. I'll call it the bug, and you know he gets suspicious. And so, what does he do? Well, he follows Louie back to um his place of employment because that's where he's dropped off. And in that that scene, that was way cool. The scene in the uh, electronics. Yeah, I thought that was a real creative way too of displaying that too uh, as anything that was with that kind of fight shows exactly the same thought process anybody would go through through that kind of kind of fight yeah i think it's amazing and uh i mean long story short long scene short they (laughs) nab him they knock out translucent and then we get to meet another person um of this this group of soup hunters, uh, Frenchie. Yes. Uh, so what was your like first impressions of Frenchie and uh, what do you think of him now? Has that changed at all? I don't honestly know what to think of Frenchie because I don't understand what he gets out of it. Because as we can essentially assume, uh, Huey's in, uh, intentions is, again, revenge. Mm-hmm. We believe... Billy's intention is also revenge. But what is Frenchie's? Like, I honestly don't know. Yeah, it's hard to pin down. I don't know why he hates soups. Yeah, neither neither do I. I'm thinking, like, that's just his um, person. Because it seems like he's more into than just offing superheroes. Because like he's like into like black market and and all of that, and it's just he's just a generic thug, but he does that well, which has caught the attention of of Billy Butcher. Yeah, that could be it. But I don't know. He just seems because we start to learn more about his character, and I just don't know if he would. Seems like a kind of nice guy, right? Overall, yeah, definitely. So. I Man, guess well, these he's complex the, characters. I know because because he is essentially the go-to guy. It seems like where so Billy is the go-getter, the one that um, is the one who's going to come up with these these ideas, and then Huey is going to be the tech person. Kind of gets down to the the technical aspect of of Billy's plans. The and Frenchie is the one who thinks of the creative ways to get around issues, 
such as killing a super. And then we have a fourth character who is introduced in this episode as well, correct? Yeah. Or is it episode three? I think it's episode three. Okay. Well, the we then meet, uh, end up meeting the fourth character of this group, whose name is Mother's Milk. Mother's Milk! Yeah, Mother's Milk. <laughs> who has a day job. And which then also brings me to the question, what is his motive? We don't really know what his motive is. It sounds like he did this in the past, of course, and for for some reason, but I I just don't understand what his his what he's getting out of this. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, I feel like we're just missing some backstory. We're missing a lot of backstory, honestly. <laughs> The only backstories we know to watch of, the next uh, four episodes, right? The only two people's backstories that we know of are Huey's what happens? and Starlight. That's literally all the backstory we have of on pretty much any character. One thing though that has that came up in episode two is that do all superheroes have like a base attribute that kind of builds off of that? Because it seems like. Every single superhero at least has improved strength. I wouldn't necessarily say super strength, but at least improved strength. Hmm. Would you say that? Let's see. Translucent. Seemed yeah. like he was pretty strong. Yeah, he literally picked up Huey and threw him into the wall in, um, in the fight with, in, the, in the shop. A train. I couldn't tell if that was just strength or like, uh, kind of like a play on him being fast. I think it's I mean? a play on him being fast, but still, that is improved strength. In I mean, based yeah, upon but, his the way his ability works with speed. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, if I had to say Hulk had strength, I wouldn't say the Flash had strength. You know, it's just him. Him moving so fast. Uh, appears to have strength. The physics works know. for him, essentially. Yeah, but he's not sitting there like slowly benching eight hundred pounds, you know. Right, because then we get to the deep, which we should actually probably talk about. Because going back to episode one about the deep and what happened with him, yeah, um, is well when they did a. Him, the Deep, and Starlight did a stakeout on these people that were doing some stuff at this dock. He literally one punched them out. So I think there's a, at least a base of of improved strength. Yeah, they all seem to have strength, mm-hmm. extra strength. Mm-hmm. So what what tech what so what happened? <laughs> this makes me stutter because of base of essentially what happened between the deep and starlight, and I don't really like it. Episode- oh yeah, <laughs> I don't think you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean obviously, but I mean like those these kinds of topics just make me not really want to talk about them. But we this is a review, and because and this is kind of important what happens in this scene because I have a theory of what has happened in episode four with the deep. Um, first time we meet the deep, he's one of the seven. Essentially he's Aquaman. And yeah. So 
Starlight is just now introduced into the Seven, and they're both alone. And they're just talking, just normally, and she's like, oh, I used to have a poster of you, I had a huge crush on you. And she turns away to uh, turns away around to look at uh, kind of the, the the technology, advanced technology that this team is able to use, and turns back around, and the deep has his pants off, and yeah, essentially he coerces her to essentially give him a blowjob, otherwise he will get her kicked out of the seven, and later on in this fight at the docks. Before they initiate it, she has this really good line um, that she says to him. And she pretty much tells him, you're not number two like you think you are. Everyone hates you. You're just the fish guy. Yeah. Which I think really messed him up. Because you can kind of just start seeing him from episode to episode going... I can start doing more, and and it's just going. It's like you know what? No, you're fine, and 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 it's just. It's, I swear that you can see that they really actually don't like him that much. Yeah, they don't. And I think I think when Starlight said that, it was more like, "Wow, even she thinks that." Like just just on top of the rest of the seven. Having the new person say, you're just a weird fish guy, or however she worded it, yeah. I think just struck home. Yeah, exactly. It, it really hit home real deep in, in his subconscious, and it's, it's just starting to now eat away at him. So that's what we get with the deep is that his character is just slowly going downhill. I have That's pretty much all I have for episode two. Yeah, episode two... Um... I mean, I don't. I don't think we've really touched on it, but uh, translucent. Hello. <laughs> that was a uh, th- like that last part of that episode was so suspenseful. <laughs> it really was, yeah. Because so the, after the after that fight in the electronics store in uh-huh. episode one, they capture by electrocuting um, translucent, right. and then they take him to that abandoned like restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they build a cage, an electrified cage to keep him in. And they're trying to figure out, well, how do we kill him? Well, he has essentially diamond skin that we can't break through. Right. So what do we do? Right, because it's the the carbon that it comes into that bends the light is super strong, like diamond. So even when he gets like knocked out, he has to, has to actually actively turn his skin back to how it was. So if he gets knocked out while he's um, invisible, he stays invisible. Yeah, and they're they're trying to figure out how. And um, well, they 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 put a bomb up his butt, and it's super effective. <laughs> Emphasis on super effective. <laughs> yeah, like gross. So that was the second death in the entire show. Also, the second death that they are no longer in one piece. <laughs> yeah, many pieces. Many, many pieces. And it was cool because in that episode, Homelander shows up and he's looking for Translucent. Because they knew to 
since he has X-ray vision and because they wanted the signal to, because they, I, I think they just assumed or knew that the seven had trackers. Mm-hmm. They lined the room that Translucent was in with that foil. Right. So it was a, it was a good enough metal around the edges and bottom. It's just they had to recoat the top of it. Yeah. And then Homelander shows up and he's like, uh, I need you to step out of the vehicle. I need you to see in the back. And Frenchie's like, uh, okay. Do you have a permit? <laughs> yeah, which gets into into the whole reason why we have this show is that they're not the police. They don't have warrants, but yet they can literally boss these people around to do whatever they want. He's, yeah. Hey, get out of the car. I'm gonna search it. What are you gonna do to someone that has, has superpowers? No, I need. You need to talk to my lawyer first, or something like that. Like, yeah, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> I'll see you in court. <laughs> exactly. I am the court. <laughs> Judge, jury, and executioner. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I just didn't let you into my car. <laughs> you disobeyed me. That's punishable by death. Exactly. And the whole time, I'm thinking like with how political this superhero game is with them, I'm thinking not all crime is actual crime. It's set up. Yeah, I mean, look at the uh, um, episode three, I think, with Starlight in the Deep, where they work together. Yes. It's totally set up. Mm-hmm. The camera's right there. And, like, the whole team was right there. Granted that they do say, like, oh, we have better technology than our police have, which is honestly literal bullshit. They shouldn't be having that. Which, again, just re- reassures they do whatever the fuck they want. Um, yeah. So they're able to, I guess, uh, tell when crime is going to happen better than the police and then they show up on those kinds of instances um that could be making it 100 percent real crime but still nonetheless i'm still thinking some of it is set up yeah i don't see how they could determine with 100 percent certainty where it's going to happen and that's what it appears that they, that they do in that episode because the whole team is there Mm-hmm. It just feels kind of set up to me, almost forced. <laughs> One thing I did write down <laughs> about the motivation of the vigilante crew is that I think that they just want to make superheroes great again. Dot dot dot. Not Trump style. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting way to put it. <laughs> I would more say that they um, are looking to uh, revolt against the superhuman uh, people that are taking advantage of their power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, they don't really know anything about Starlight, and they have no reason why, like to to hate her, that she is diso. Uh, abused her power is I kind of think don't think that they're necessarily gonna go after her yet 
or are they going to see if they she can help? Because her, I think inevitably her goal is to even if like she gets aware of kind of what um, Huey is trying to do, that she would want to try to change the system from the inside kind of approach. Mm-hmm. Where Huey, Billy, and them is change the system in whatever way we need, which is through force. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if like they're maybe they're just doing this just to for like a reality check on top of vengeance. So, I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to pin down the motives. I mean, pretty clear part of it is, you know, these guys are abusing their power. There's no one else to stop them. Like police aren't going to do shit, government isn't going to do shit. Mm-hmm. Like I said what about Starlight? I mean, she hasn't she's she's relatively new to the scene. She hasn't been documented as abusing her powers. Are they just going to assume I think Butcher kind of does that oh she's a soup, she's going to do it anyways. Yeah, cuz I think they have the mentality essentially is that people with power are inherently evil. Like, oh, you have it. Yeah, you it's only a matter of time until you do something bad. You may be good now, but again, down the line, who knows? Yeah. So maybe they're just fully anti-soup. Could be. Very much so. <clears throat> so, winding down, I think. Getting to the limit of the, of the show. With, uh, do you want to just go through episode three and four? Yeah. And uh, any notes you have? Yeah. Uh, a couple of questions that did come up. Um, uh I want to kind of talk about Homelander's um, personality and like the, his character. He's. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's more of a? I'm trying. Like I want to control everything, or is he essentially a child that is just never growing up and playing superhero kind of a thing? Um. So just to make sure, I got this. You kind of want to know, like, Homelander, is he just someone who's looking to control everything, or just who's kind of, like, petulant and spoiled? Yes. Spoiled. I mean, I I feel like he's in the position, and he almost, that, like, what are they going to do? Like, I'm Homelander. Essentially, he's the Superman. Anything. Yeah, and he's the Superman of the, sh- the, yeah. of the bunch. Literally the pinnacle of superhero powers. Can fly, super strength, bulletproof, laser vision, like the all whole game. Frost breath. Huh? Say that again. I said all he needs is a frost breath. <laughs> I'm pretty sure in the next couple of episodes we might just see that. <laughs> so yeah, I think he is just like I'm. I'm vastly superior to the populace, so I should be. I should have more of a say in how things are ran. Yeah. Also, seems like he has weird relationship. Mm-hmm. Stillwell. Yes. Essentially, the the CEO of Baltech. Yeah. Yeah. Or Vought. Vought. That's it. Vought. Yeah, and that's that's weird, especially that scene where he's like X-raying through the wall. Yeah, watching her. Pump milk. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, it's 
it's it's, it's different. Yeah, I really enjoy the way that that actor, um, Anthony Starr, the way he does Homelander. Like it's he does such a good job of making me hate that character. <laughs> it re- really does, actually. He he betrays it, it very well. Yeah, and in the first couple times that you see mm-hmm. Homelander, yeah. I was like, this guy's actually not that bad. I mean, he just wants to do the best he can, and he's in in one of the meetings. He's like, "All right, well, how many people? Let's let's stop bickering. How many crimes did we stop? Let's 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 look at the important thing." And then the more we see Homelander, the more it's like, "Ah, oh, he's terrible." <laughs> yeah, that's what brings me to why I asked about like what you think about his character, because at first he yeah he does appear to be such a genuine guy. Pretty much with the same morals as Starlight, but then you start getting a peek in on on his personality, which made me think like, okay, is he just trying to be controlling, or is he being like spoiled? So yeah, but I can definitely see him being more spoiled. However, I, I'm I'm still convinced that a few times that he just wants to be in control of everything. Yeah, or. or which kind of actually maybe as spoiled because maybe he just wants to be in the in the spotlight of everything. Yeah, a little bit of both maybe. But episode three um, is that was the the race, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so everyone's powers, I guess, are all random in in a sense, but some people can have similar powers. That's what kind of gets to the the mutant kind of. Thing. A bunch of people can have telekinesis, but it's going to be just maybe like slightly different for this person in a way that they use physics or or something like that, and how their body reacts or, or whatnot. So they make it their own essentially. Um, a train being a part of the seven is the fastest person around, and he has this train. Uh, not train. <laughs> God, <laughs> his name is A train. <laughs> A race. He's a <laughs> he has a race against another uh, superhero called Shockwave, who is also really fast. And A Train has, a, I guess, a side hustle that we're figuring out. Doing something we don't know exactly what with this thing called Compound V, which make, uh, is a couple of questions about that. Is uh, what do you think Compound V is? Would you say it is like steroids for superheroes? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I feel like it's... Well, not not necessarily steroids, because it doesn't have like a lasting effect. I think it's more like... I don't know. I'm not big into drugs, but like... Uh, well, that's glad. Cocaine. Good you're, good you're not good, <laughs> huge enough drugs. <laughs> I, I meant that as in like, I don't know everything... <laughs> I'd say it's more equivalent to like cocaine or like speed. Okay. Yeah, because it seems Cause he, like there's he is like hyped. Yeah, because it seems like there's slight performance enhancer ish stuff. However, the effects are more along the lines of yeah, cocaine gives you energy. Yeah. Uh, you're you're just wanting to move and all that stuff. However, um, you're you're superhero ability is in a way magnified 
And A-Train ended up taking this Compound V to win this race. And because he was just super stressed out, he's been doing all this uh, crazy crap that he, he shouldn't be doing and he's currently getting away with. And and they pretty much, I guess they went up to him, is that if he loses this race, he's out of the seven. Because you don't want the second fastest person in the world on the seven. They want the fastest person. Yeah. And which then leads to a bunch of things that happen. We figure out that he has a girlfriend that is being uh, hidden from everyone who also has a, it's not a big hand in Compound V, but knows some stuff about Compound V, which then leads them to a uh, tunnel, or not tunnel, an underground building, like a, a, a basement of a building, that they have this girl in a cage, and the vigilantes end up releasing her. And they... She starts attacking all of the people that were guarding them, or her uh, guarding in in the basement, and they end up going into the jail cell to protect themselves from this girl, and she ends up running off. And she obviously has that something to do with Compound V. I mean, that's seeking Compound V. They found the girl. Do you think she has a superpower, and that they're like maybe like extracting? her blood or something to get compound V. I think that, cause that's what I, I'm thinking. I, yeah, I gotta, I gotta think that she's somehow related to it. Cause mm-hmm. why else would he be after her? Right. You know, I wouldn't necessarily say it is her specifically her blood blood is compound V, but like maybe like her blood mixed with other components is. The yeah. Catalyst. And, and we don't really know her power i mean if we give we give everyone like that base strength maybe she hasn't shown her power yet i mean she's just been yeah killing which, again which makes me think like is she a superhero or not a superhero a super because yeah she she just dominated those people and just slaughtered them but necessarily that was pretty much it she just slaughtered them yeah anybody that is uh, I would say a master at some martial arts in this type of world could accomplish something to that nature, just the way that the the world is set up. So she may not have superpowers. I don't. I don't even know if she does or not. Yeah, I would say that she does. I mean, I I doubt that she's a master martial artist. They don't let their hair get that long. I've seen enough anime to know. <laughs> Uh, I've seen Samurai Jack. They definitely get long hair. That's different. It's more <laughs> of a, a blade master. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, uh, episode four is them trying to get catch up to this girl that they release um, before A Train gets them, gets her. Uh, a train, of course, doesn't know who these vigilantes people are yet. Of course, uh, however, uh, they're just both trying to to catch her. They end up uh, cornering her down into a subway, and where A train ends up catching her first. 
which they end up using his fame to prevent him from knocking her unconscious and which didn't even look like he was trying to do that like he was actually looked like he was actually trying to kill her yeah well i mean if we want to talk about what it looked like <laughs> that one scene looked really weird and i didn't like it yeah that one was weird. he was just using his speed to take her head and try to shove it through a wall repeatedly and you yeah. see the wall breaking apart but yet she can still jump up and run away. I'm like, if shit, if that was my skull, I would be out in a, the first hit. Yeah, she's definitely super. I think she she definitely has to. Yeah, but there's one one scene that I thought was so weird. Like, and I can't I can't decide if it has something to do with something further down the line or if that was just a mistake. But when they're talking, um. Mother's Milk, Frenchie, and Butcher in the train station, and he's talking to them about Spice Girls. <laughs> There's a bug. The fly, right? Yeah. I wrote that what down, too. That? I wrote that down, too. I was like, that, that can't be just some coincidence that they left in there because they thought it added value. Because this ain't no freaking Boondock Saints shit right here. Yeah. <laughs> That that had to be be something. Because there's, there's members on the Seven that we still don't know their power. Like Black Noir, what's his power? We don't even know. Silence and being cool. Yes. He's the cool kid that sits in the corner and everyone wants to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So who haven't we seen? Okay, so... We've seen A-Train. Okay, We've seen so, Starlight. Yeah, so out of the Seven, okay, we got Starlight, Homelander... A train, the deep, Queen Maeve, um, translucent, and then Black Noir. That's seven. Yeah, that's, that's it. all of them. Yeah. So yeah, he's the only one we haven't seen. We see him, but that's it. Well, in action. <laughs> True. We we see him, and that's it. <laughs> so I'm I'm on it. IMDb cheating, and okay. I. There's a way that, or a, a section called the Seven that you can click through and read like descriptions of them. Okay. Have you read Black Noirs? No. Uh, let me is. read it to you. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So silent, stealthy, and enigmatic, Black Noir is the Seven's superpowered ninja. His super strength and heightened senses, such as razor sharp hearing, are matched only by his proficiency in the martial arts. Criminals run in terror at the mere mention of his name. Little is known about this lethal warrior other than his having trained with a master sensei to become the death dealer that he is today. Uh, whatever lies behind Black Noir's mask is a complete mystery, which only makes him more terrifying. So, I haven't seen Huey and Black Noir in the same room together. Coincidence? <laughs> There's no way Huey is Black Noir. <laughs> no freaking way. Then Robin... If he was Black Noir, there would be no reason for him to try to plant that bug. He could, and he could literally have just gone, "Hey, uh, with with Billy, like, hey, yeah, I'll go ahead and sign it and all of that stuff, blah 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 blah." But do it at a different time and actually plant that shit. And well, maybe maybe that might work. Maybe he's Black Noir. <laughs> shit. <laughs> 
He's playing both sides like a damn fiddle. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I extremely doubt it though. But still, yeah. We... <laughs> no, wait. We have seen him in the same place, but not on the same scene. When during the race, all of this, all of the seven were at the race. Starlight was signing autographs next to a booth of Black Noir. And they start heckling her, like, hey, nice tits and all that stuff. And she has to go and walk out, which then she goes through the paparazzi of where Huey is. And that's where they end up going getting nachos and shit. So they're in the same area. But, of course, yeah, we don't see Black Noir's face. And it could have been a double. But, but again, that kind of adds to my theory of they're still not the same person. Dude, he's a super-powered ninja. He's stealthy. Okay. <laughs> Enigmatic. <laughs> it's totally plausible. <laughs> sure. <laughs> this is going to be the prestige, and he has a twin, and no one ever know, knew about. Yep. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, wow. Your whole life's a trick. <laughs> That's his superpower. Being <laughs> yes. completely ridiculous. Uh, the, the other thing, though, a notable thing that we see in episode four is the decline of the deep. As we did mention earlier, the, the comments that Starlight had said to him, that he's just the fish guy, finally come to fruition in episode four. Is that he wants to save the, the sea, the, the ocean life, and all of that. But Vought has other plans, and that's, of course, money. Yeah. And, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and he's going to be the face of Ocean World, or whatever the fuck they call it. Yes. And he's like, well, we should probably expose have the dolphins them. treated better. Yeah, expose the way that they're, like, expose them for what the way they're treating these dolphins. Yeah, and they're like, you know what? Uh, no. Yeah, that's not going to be good because you're going to be the face of their advertisement coming up. And yeah, you're the bad. new face of them. You don't want to make yourself look bad. Yeah. Well, but, uh... So, essentially, what he ends up doing is breaking into Ocean World and breaking out one of the dolphins. And the conversation between him and that dolphin, though, my God, that was a bit awkward. (laughs) He goes, so, as you already know, dolphins are very horny creatures. And... Other than humans, supposedly, they're they're the only other species that will masturbate. So obviously, there's they're going for that. All dolphins are horny ass bastards. Mm-hmm. And so he's breaking out this dolphin as they're being chased by police, and the the conversation. He's like, "Yeah, man, yeah, yeah, I I like you too, man. You're so cool, and blah blah blah." And he's like, "He's like, don't worry, Kate." I'll touch it later, all right? We just need to get you out of here. I'll touch it later. And then eventually, all right, fine, I'll touch it now. (laughs) All this stuff, like, what is he going to (laughs) touch? And then he hits a police car or hits the brakes too hard. And that dolphin then shoots through the windshield and then gets run over by a semi. Yeah. Sad day for dolphins. That was a sad one. Yes. I was like... The deep, come on, man. What are you doing? (laughs) 
Uh, I still have some more questions. I have a lot of questions about yeah. this show. Um, what do you think about Queen Maeve? Essentially, she's Wonder Woman in in this story. Uh, bulletproof, she can't fly, but she's super strong and all of that. She even has like bracelets and shit, just like Wonder Woman. Um, how do you think she feels about how superheroes are acting? I think it's starting to eat her up a little bit, especially with the incident with the terrorists on on the airplane. Well, that that was kind of fucked. I mean, Homelander's a dick. Oh yeah, big dick. And I I don't know if he did that on purpose or he just doesn't care if he doesn't aim because he you've seen it. And for those who haven't, sorry, but watch it. I don't know why you're listening to us talk about it if you haven't seen it. <laughs> he does his laser line. vision and just goes through the plane console. No. Oh, yeah. Shit. I forgot about that because he uses it on two planes. This is. No, I forgot about that. Yeah. And so, like I said, he either did it on purpose or he just doesn't give a fuck. And he's just like, whatever. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, because I think he has the mentality going into shit like, I'm not going to die. Oh, well. Yeah. Just do it. And I think in that aspect um she was like that's so bad because she wants to save people but at the same time i think she's willing to kind of play the game she understands how political this game is as well as how powerful homelander is is that she can't take him on she wants to be able to do these things do the right thing but she knows that when it comes to what Homelander's doing, is that she just has to let him do what he's doing. Because she can't yeah. stop him. So. She can really only try to persuade him with words. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see how that's going to be playing out in the next few episodes. See what, yeah. she, what she decides to do. If she's just going to continue to sit back as she has been in 1 through 4. All that we know is she's a super. She's part of the Seven. She used to date Homelander. Homelander dumped her for some reason. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it was Homelander. And she's just doing superhero work. That's literally her. There's no right or wrong about her. And she's she's just there right now. I think, no, I, I mean, I agree, but I think there is right about her. Like, she just seems defeated, you know? Yeah, what I mean, like, like what, uh, what I mean by what, when I say she's just there is that she has yet to find her voice in how she's going to be playing a role in in this show. Because right now, exactly as you said, she sounds defeated. Like she looks defeated, and so that's up to this point. That's kind of just how she's been. Yeah, but we can. I think we can grab. Um... Is the word extrapolate? I don't know what that word means. We can <laughs> we can gain some hindsight into her past based on her behavior and how she acts with Homelander, where it seems that at one point, I don't know, maybe she had a different outlook, but now she kind of cares about I, uh, like the publicity and the politics. I mean, in the scene where her and Homelander go to that um, that shootout. Yeah. She seemed not saddened, but annoyed that he died. 
Right, because she wanted to get the credit for saving the day, but even though... Homer but it didn't seem like she wanted to to have him dead, you know? I mean, even she said, like, well, how am I going to have him on the Daily Show or the Morning News or whatever she said? Yeah. At the same time, I almost feel like she's like, well, I just kind of have to say this. I can't say, why'd you kill him? It's not right. I have to just put on this facade of, well, you ruined my uh, my credit for this. So would you, know? you say she's she's trying to attempt a guilt trip to home, uh, Homelander, even though he's like not a not phased at by it at all? No, I wouldn't say that. I'd say she just has her own feelings kind of held up inside, and she's just on the outside. She's just kind of whatever. If that makes sense. The last question I have for the first four episodes is: Do other do you think other countries have superheroes? Because right right now it kind of seems like that only the U.S. has superheroes. I think it's only the U.S. Okay. So would you? So it kind of sounds like if if this is a mutant gene. That is giving them powers. It's it's originated in the U.S. Then, or at least yeah. it started somewhere. That person migrated to the U.S. and no one else, no other country has any superheroes. Yeah, I mean, it. I just feel like if other countries did, then the soups would be in the military a long time ago. You know exactly. Because uh, at what point would you say that? with superheroes being a part of this world, would a country you would consider as a bad country, I know that's a very loose-fitting term I'm applying here, is that a country that has ambitions to expand are not already going to just automatically throw these people into the military. Yeah, right. I I feel like that would have happened. Maybe it did. I don't know. But I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe they'll just because they're still there. I feel like if it did happen, they would still be in the military, and we'd be hearing a different story. If they weren't, like we should get them back in the military or something like that. But mm-hmm. the way they talk, like how the um, deputy director, or whatever position she is of the CIA, when she's talking to Butcher in the fourth episode. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I can help you keep soups out of the military," and she's like, "I personally." can't wait to send them to syria it's like um okay that kind of just gets to the regular debates of politics that we even face today like Mm -hmm. why are we in syria or or so forth which of course we're that's not what this podcast is about no what i'm saying is (laughs) but i understand can't wait to get them to syria to resolve it like she just wants to get them in it sounds like she wants to get them in to do work. Right. And if they've already been in the military before, I feel like maybe dialogue would be different. Yeah, but then you got to un- understand, I mean, like if, the mil- if the Supers were in the military already, what would prevent the U.S. from getting that inflated ego, becoming that title that I'm loosely fit of, of becoming a bad country, trying to take over other lands and properties and territories. Because then 
And then that would become then a national crisis, which would then eventually lead to war. And not the type of war that they're talking about, but more like on a global scale as well. So, which it brings to what I believe the whole military politics comes into play. Because they feel that if they do that, that could possibly happen, I think. That, that's probably the one of the leading arguments of not putting them into is that they don't want that to happen. So I don't think they were in the military. Well, that's pretty much all I have to talk about. <laughs> you have any other questions? Um, No, that's about it. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to Continue Watching. That was part one of The Boys, currently available on Amazon Prime. Uh, next, we're going to have part two covering episodes five through eight. Uh, go ahead and like, rate, and comment on this podcast so we know what we're doing right and what we can improve on so that this show can only get better. And I hope to see you guys in the next episode. Bye.